Sports Night in Chicago on the Black and Abdallah Show. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Welcome in. It's Bears Night in Chicago presented by Miller Lite. We're at Fire Bar in Crystal Lake. We're talking Bears football with you tonight as the Packers win last night, 17-9. Week 18 in the NFL, and the Bears finish the season at 7-10. And Abdallah, as we look at this team and, and this season, 7-10 theoretically is an improvement from the year before. But essentially, we still have the same sinking feeling in our stomachs that this team wasn't good enough. They didn't make the playoffs. You lose again to the Packers. Tenth straight loss to the Green Bay Packers. And in a game where you really weren't competitive. Green Bay was in control of the game for the entirety of the game. And I think the thing that I feel worse about when I look at this team is you and I were the two that were promoting giving Justin Fields time the most. You and I were all over it. Give Mm -hmm. him time. Let him figure it out. This is going to take a developmental stage for the quarterback to eventually figure it out. Final stats on the season, 13 games. Justin Fields threw for 2,500 yards, threw for 16 touchdowns, had nine interceptions and 44 sacks, and essentially a 7-10 record for the Chicago Bears this season. And the one thing that I kept thinking about last night watching the game is Justin Fields looked like he was in quicksand. And when he looks like he's in quicksand as a quarterback, this Bears offense can never get out of their own way. They're stuck. And unfortunately, the conclusion that I came to yesterday in the last 24 hours after watching the game against the Packers is that they need to draft a quarterback. They need to move on from Justin Fields. They may have a roster that's ready to win. Justin Fields is not the guy that's going to get them any farther than where they're at at this moment. No, my rule for Justin Fields or my, my, what I would hope from him that would happen this season was the rule of fives uh, going into the season, right? I wanted to see five more percentage points on that completion percentage. He went from 60.4 to 61.4. That's only one. Now, he did play in two less games, and he had less touchdowns. So he had 17 touchdowns last year, 16 touchdowns this year. The interceptions were fewer as well. He had 11 interceptions to 9 interceptions this year. That's not 5 less, which is would, would have been real nice. Only having 6 interceptions on the year would have been great. Um, but then also, if you look at you know the sacks, he took less sacks. 55 sacks last year to 44 sacks this year. He was sacked a lot yesterday. And a lot of it, you know, normally I would say sacks are mostly a quarterback sack. But the way the line was playing yesterday was absolutely atrocious. I'm not making excuses. I completely agree with you. It's time to draft a quarterback. It's time to move on from Justin Fields. But I think that looking specifically at yesterday's game, the offensive line did not help him at all. Tevin Jenkins looked awful yesterday. He had a very good season. Yesterday was not good. Nate Davis leaves early with an injury. You had a backup center in there. And we all know the Bears need to upgrade the center position as well. Um, You know, you even had, you know, Darnell Wright was good. Uh, he did have a penalty or two, but he was. I think he was fine. I think he's played mostly hurt with a bad shoulder. I think we'll see some news from him this offseason that he's going to have some treatment done, whether it's surgery or not, on that shoulder. Give him an offseason to heal up, and hopefully he'll be better in his second year. Uh, but I think he's going to be fine. Like, I'm not worried about Tevin Jenkins. I'm not really worried about Darnell Wright. But you've got to address some positions on that. Braxton Jones, you've got to – I mean, Nate Davis isn't going anywhere. You paid him a lot of money for a bunch of years. So he's going to be here at least next year. But – I agree with you. It is time to move on from Justin Fields. But I don't think that necessarily means you have to draft a quarterback number one overall. 
I think you can. There's a way where you can maximize the capital that this pick brings you, having the number one pick, and when people are falling in love with Caleb Williams. I don't necessarily know if Caleb Williams is going to be the best quarterback to come out of this draft. He's going to be, he's the best prospect. That doesn't mean he's going to be the best player that comes out of this draft. So it's going to be on Ryan Poles and whoever the head coach is. Right now, we all kind of believe it's going to be Matt Eberflus to analyze what they think and if hopefully there's a new offensive coordinator and whoever that is to analyze the draft prospects in the, the quarterback prospects in this draft and make a decision for the future of this team. The Monday following the final Sunday in the National Football League is called Black Monday, and that's when head coaches, GMs, they lose their jobs. They're, they're told they no longer are let in the building. And uh, franchises who suck, they move on and off of their, their coaches, their GMs. Uh, it's been quiet out of Hallis Hall today. Uh, I would assume Ryan Poles will be back in the mix, right? No one thinks that he's on the hot seat. Matt Eberflus, for most of this season, was on the hot seat, but it seems since the start of November, things have turned for the Bears, and it seems as if he has saved his job here down the stretch run. Whether Mm -hmm. or not that goes for the same for Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, I don't know. But it seems like around the National Football League, it's been a pretty quiet day. Uh, You had a firing in Washington. Ron Rivera loses his job. Arthur Smith was fired last night from the Falcons, late last night. Um, but aside from that, really not a whole lot of movement. Nothing on the Belichick front with the Patriots. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's told the media this morning he's still under contract. He's open for possible changes in the front office, but nothing going on with New England. Mm-hmm. Um, really not quite the Black Monday that we're kind of used to seeing around the NFL, although there were a few teams that moved off of their coaches midseason. Yeah. So that news could come uh, at some point this week. And especially up at Hallis Hall, who knows? Maybe there's a, a change of feeling after the meetings take place today yeah. and, and what's going on up well, there. But, but I think the one thing, like what you were saying, is you don't have to use the number one pick on a quarterback. My retort to that, though, is that's probably going to be your best spot to fix this position once and for all. Because from what we've seen, and, and what I, I think, like, here's the thing on, on Justin Fields. He's such a nice guy likable guy you want to root for him and in fact no matter where the bears go with their quarterback position in the future i don't know if you're gonna find a better teammate or a better guy than justin fields Mm -hmm. so it kind of stinks that it's not going to work out but listen abdal i can look at the numbers i can watch him play i can root for him as hard as i can but the harsh reality is he's not getting it done at the highest level and this team's ready to win and we can't go through another season where the quarterback is an impediment on the team taking a step forward. No, there's been too many quarterbacks that have come in, like C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, two guys that you saw this weekend just come in. C.J. Stroud led that team to a playoff appearance this year in his rookie season. You know, Jordan Love, he did sit for two years. This is his third year, and he led them to a playoff appearance in his first full year as starter, and that's kind of what you want to see. You don't need instant gratification from your quarterback, but you want to see at least that they're getting it. Like, C.J. Stroud had a week of what we've seen from Justin Fields for a year, right? Like, he's put together, a, put together a game that we wanted to see from Justin all year that if you take all of Justin Fields' highlights, it might not equal what we saw from C.J. Stroud on Saturday night. And, or it's on Saturday night. So I just think that there's, this, there's ways to build your football team. And taking a, a, the quarterback first is definitely one of them. But also, I look at the 49ers. And I don't think anybody thinks that Brock Purdy is a top-ten quarterback. 
I don't think, or top five quarterback, right? He's fine. But I think we can all agree as football fans that you could insert a lot of guys that are in the top 15 in the NFL and they would be just fine in that system and probably have the same numbers. Why? Because they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL and they've got all pro athletes at every skill position. What skill position do the Bears have an all pro at potentially besides DJ Moore? They don't. They don't have an all pro tight end. They don't have an all pro running back. They edge rusher. No, I'm saying on offense, on offense, on offense, just for their offense, because I'm talking about Shanahan's offense. The reason it works is because they have great players at every single position on that offense. And you insert a quarterback and in that system, they're fine. So I want more first round picks. If I can trade back to three or four and get a first round pick for next year and recoup a second round pick for this year, I can add more impact players for this team instantly. Because what's going to happen if you take a quarterback first? And you add, okay, let's say you add another uh, wide receiver with your own pick at nine. Then you still have questions on the offensive line. You still have questions at edge rusher. You still have questions all over. You need another, you might need another, you're going to definitely need another safety because Eddie Jackson's probably not going to be on this team anymore. There's still too many holes to fill to just have a quarterback come in and say, okay, now we're going to flip the switch and we're going to be great and we're going to win uh, 11 or 12 games and be awesome. You need to add more talent, and so I think the best course of action is, you could take a quarterback one, but I think the best course of action, because I'm being selfish, is to take a quarterback three or four, get another first-round pick, get another second-round pick, and build with better impact play day one players. Well, ideally, like if you could pull that off, that would be excellent. Like No one would, would argue with that, but I, I think the tough thing to figure out is the ability to find the right quarterback that you can draft, bring into the team, and then also be able to accomplish what you're saying and, and make all those trades. I, I think the one thing that I think about when we were talking about Justin Fields in the last couple of weeks is it feels like this team is ready to take another step. And if that's the case, if you have a high-level rookie who you draft and bring in here, why can't they have that same success that Fields has had in the last two months since the start of November with this team that theoretically is ready to win. Like, okay, I've been the one in the city. You know, everyone in this city is just high, like, just in awe and obsessed with Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. And I've been the person who's been standing on the milk uh, carton crate saying, hey, everyone, by the way, I'm a USC fan. I've watched every USC game. He's not quite exactly what you only see in the highlights. Mm -hmm. The highlights are awesome. But also, he struggles at times. There's also, uh, you know, he fumbles. He does a lot of the stuff that Fields already does. Let's say that my concerns and my, my worries about Caleb Williams, I'm wrong. And he actually is great. If you insert Caleb Williams on this team, the way it's constructed right now, isn't that better than what Houston's accomplished this season? Yeah. Aren't they better than what the Texans were able to do with C.J. Stroud? Can be, yeah. So, so okay, say it's not that. Say Poles is out there, he scouts uh, the quarterbacks, and he comes back and says that Drake May is the guy. Yeah. You bring Drake May in from day one. Don't you think a quarterback that can pass from the pocket and makes quick decisions? Again, this is all from watching Justin Fields last night look like he was in quicksand. The, the decisions were making, uh, he was not making them quick enough. And I know that he didn't have any time because he was getting hit in the face with a Packers pass rush that was just putting it on the Bears' offensive line. But if you could bring in any quarterback who gets it right away, this team is ready to win right now. 
And this is before we even address the conversation on whether or not Eberflus should be back. Well, Because there's a guy who's coaching tonight for the Michigan Wolverines that if he wins the national title and goes to the NFL, I hope the Bears don't miss out on. That's Jim Harbaugh. That, that's a guy they should be going after. Here's the problem. I don't want a 2018 situation, right? This, this team, you're right. They're ready to win. They why? are. But why? Because of their defense. Of course. They're ready to win now because of their defense. And if you have a better quarterback, you can get to the playoffs next year. Now, I don't, I don't want a quarterback that's just going to come in and be decent right away, and that's their ceiling. And that's why I think there's a difference between the best prospect no, but you, and the quarterback you that's going to that, be the best. That's already Justin Fields. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting like, at that. The, the, like it's the end of the, the third season. The we next, have supported him so much course. by this point. Oh, I'm done. But he's not getting it. The next quarterback's floor is basically what we saw from Fields yesterday. Like, he'll keep you in games, and maybe you can find a way to win. Like, that's going to be the next quarterback's yeah. floor, right? Whether and well, it's and then, and Drake then when May they play, or Caleb when they play or Bo really, Nix. When they play really bad defenses, Justin Fields is pretty good. Absolutely. He's pretty good. Yeah, but that all boils down to what you just said. If you do that, I don't know if Matt Eberflus can be your guy. I don't think that you can come in and have a, a new offensive coordinator, whoever that may be, and Matt Eberflus run this quarterback and maybe ruin them in the first year or ruin them in the second year or however it is. Because the problem is if you bring in a new quarterback and it doesn't work out next year and you regress and instead of winning seven games, you win four or five games, Matt Eberflus is going to get fired next year. And then you're doing this whole cycle all over again where you already have a quarterback that you've invested in because you draft him in the first, you know, three or four picks. You're bringing in a head coach who you have to make sure that they like that quarterback, and then you're starting this whole cycle all over again. I'm of a, If you're going to draft a new quarterback, which I think they're going to, you have to look at other candidates for head coach. And for me, it starts and ends with Jim Harbaugh. Like, you give – you call – the 734 area code in Ann Arbor and you call Jim Harbaugh and you write him you give him the checkbook and you say here we're not giving you personnel control but name your number the average coach now salary you're looking at 15 to 17 million dollars we'll give it to you let's do this well let, let's hope this is taking place let's hope Kevin Warren is plugged in enough that Kevin Warren back channeling has connected up with Don Yee mm-hmm. and there's been exploratory conversations. Let's hope, like, because here's what I'm going to say. If he wants something that's so out of this world ridiculous that the only franchise in the National Football League, the Las Vegas Raiders, are the team that's going to give it to him, then then let them mess it up. But I hope the Bears have sent feelers out to find out whether or not he's actually interested. If all the reports, and Schefter was on ESPN television about an hour and a half ago saying that he has interest in the NFL... Don Yee is out there. There's already, uh, they've looked into the Chargers, the Raiders. Maybe it's the Falcons are interested. They just fired Arthur Smith last night. Mm -hmm. The Bears better be in that conversation, even if they decide to keep Eberflus. Find out. If you find out that Jim Harbaugh wants way too much, a ridiculous um, uh, amount of ask or, or too much money, or whatever the case may be, at least be in the conversation. You know, like a part of the news that came out today was the new ownership group with Washington hiring a bunch of people, executives from the NBA and from mm-hmm. the NFL, and to help find a new head coach. Like Washington ha- has new money. Yeah. They're, they're going to spend money on a coach. 
I just don't – I hope the Bears don't miss out on someone like Jim Harbaugh because they didn't even attempt to find out, hey, are you interested in coming back to Chicago? That, to me, would be step one. Now, if he didn't have any interest in you, you could start to convince me more on this bringing everyone back conversation that it seems like it's been angling towards as we head into today. I don't want someone who's never been a head coach before. Simple as that. I agree with you. I don't that. want someone. I, I'm, I'm tired of that. If you're going to fire Eberflus, I want someone who knows what it's like to run a football team. And that, the best candidate out there is Jim Harbaugh. Now, like you said, if he comes in and says, I want you to fire Ryan Poles, I want complete control of the roster, I want complete control of all that kind of stuff, or I want to take power away from Poles, I don't think that's something that the Bears can do. If it's a money issue, I will be pissed. Because you are, you're an NFL team. Y'all got money. Everyone oh, yeah. has money in the you NFL. You pay whatever you want for a coach. I mean, the, the, the going rate for a coach now, and this has been going around, uh, you know, Ian Rappaport was mentioning it and guys were mentioning it. The going rate for a coach now is right around $17 million a year. That's what you're going to – if you want a guy like Jim Harbaugh, that's what it's going to cost you, $17, 18000000 million a year. And I don't think that's too much to pay, and I, I hope the McCaskies don't either because winning trumps all of that. It doesn't matter how much you spend on a coach. You have money – pay the man his money, and bring in the best possible candidate to be the coach of the Bears. You can't move forward with Matt Eberflus unless he says he's not available. Like, if you find out, if you go through the back channels, like you said, and you find out, you know, after tomorrow that he's only interested in the Chargers job, he's only interested in the Raiders job, or he's going back to Michigan, then fine, you're not in the running. He doesn't want to be head coach of the Bears. But the Bears have the best situation. The Bears have a... Number one pick that you can use on anybody you wanted to. If you want Caleb Williams, fine. Drake May, whatever. Go ahead and take him. You also have the most cap space in the NFL. You can you can do whatever you want. You can spend all the money. You can re-sign people. You can not re-sign people. You have a blank checkbook, and you have the number one pick. You have two first-round picks. You have the best situation in the NFL right now for a head coach to walk into. It's Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. We're at Fire Bar in Crystal Lake, talking football with you at 312-332-3776. Lance Briggs will join us at 7 o'clock here at Fire Bar, so we're excited to hang out with Lance from 7 to 8. And then at 8 o'clock, we'll take you to in-progress coverage of the national championship game, Michigan and Washington. They're set to kick off in about 25 minutes. We'll keep our eyes on the national title game as well as we talk Bears football with you here on ESPN 1000. Izzy, on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Izzy? Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, man? Oh, man, it's good just to be on. Good, uh, wish you guys a happy new year, first and foremost. And, uh, man, we got an interesting situation here, and I love it. But at the same time, I kind of got to say, um, honestly, I look at this quarterback situation that we have in Chicago, and I think that if Justin Fields stayed in Chicago, then whenever he finally does either exit Chicago or whatever the case is, he's going to be known as a bum quarterback, honestly. Um, if we draft a quarterback, and let's say it's Caleb Williams or you know one of the other great prospects that's out there, when they leave the Bears, they're going to be known as a bum quarterback because – Every quarterback that the Bears ever get is no bum. The time they leave, about this. We we could have had Patrick Mahomes, right? But if he'd come here, do you think we would have the same Patrick Mahomes? And the talks of Patrick Mahomes would be the same as it is with him in Kansas City. Yeah. If we. Yeah, he would have been uh, great. 
I mean, you yeah, think he, he yeah, yeah, he would have. Yeah, yeah, he would have. No, I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. He he would have been great. Patrick Mahomes is great. You're thinking you gotta you gotta figure this out though. When Patrick Mahomes came into the NFL, first of all, he sat a year because they had Alex Smith. Okay, they had they had a, 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 a quarterback that took them to the playoffs. They were playing; he was playing insanely well. So they couldn't just insert him from the start. If they would have inserted in Patrick Mahomes from the start, he would have been playing with a historic defense, one of the best defenses of all time. They generated more turnovers than any defense in the history of the NFL. He would have been just fine. He, they had offensive weapons; they had enough out there. The problem was Trubisky turtled in the uh, playoff game against the Eagles. It should have never come down to that field goal if you had a competent quarterback. If they had Patrick Mahomes back there, they might have gone to the Super Bowl because after the Eagles, it was kind of easy after that, if you remember. So they would have been fine. Patrick Mahomes would still be Patrick Mahomes if he was here in Chicago. Thanks for the call, Izzy. Appreciate it. There's Izzy on the south side. Blackie Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Let's uh, go on to Jeff in Edgebrook. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. Um, hey, so I don't hear a lot of people talking about Michael Penix Jr. and Jaden Daniels. Don't you think we could get them later on in the draft and get a wide receiver first? Um, even trading back, we could get a really good wide receiver and a really good quarterback. I don't hear a lot of people talking about this. wanted to hear what you guys had to say. And yeah, thanks. And on the have your cake and eat it too thing, yeah. have means to eat. So what they mean is you can't eat it and eat it. Double eating. All right. You get it? Oh, okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. I an OnlyFans for that. Um, you have said it multiple times that you think Penix is the best quarterback in the draft. I've said it multiple times that I would. No, no, no. no. I didn't say he's the best quarterback in the draft. I say he's the best quarterback in college football oh, this yeah, past yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best this past year, he, he was the best quarterback I watched in college football. Yes, best quarterback in college football. I think Bo Nix is, uh, is one of the guys that if you're willing to trade back to four or five or something like that, Bo Nix would be there. Jaden Daniels also would be there as well. Um, and I think they could do that. That's part of the cake and eating it too, is that you trade out of the first overall pick and you get the third or fourth or fifth pick and you take one of those quarterbacks for the future. And listen, nobody's played more quarterback in college football than Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Yeah. Those are the two guys that have played. They're the most experienced. Yeah, it didn't work out for them at their original spots, but as soon as they got to their new spots, it worked out great. Bo Nix has been great the last two years. The thing I love about Penix is that he makes quick decisions. He doesn't get sacked. Mm-hmm. And, and he's in the pocket manipulating a defense. That's something that seemed to be like a... Um, it was like a malfunction with Justin Fields. You know, like, he has all the tools, but for some reason, it would just always break down in the pocket for Justin Fields. Yeah. And that's why I said at the start of the show, it's like watching a quarterback play in quicksand. He can never, like, get out of those situations the moment he started to get uh, sucked into the quicksand. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I've seen from Michael Penix. We go to Dave in Wisconsin listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Dave? What do you think? Thank you for taking my call. You know what? Um, what changes do you see the Chicago Bears doing? And again, Jordan Love stole the game from us from the beginning to end. What will it take to beat the Green Bay Packers and handling him? And another thing, I don't want him to think that he owns the Bears like Aaron Rodgers. We like to prove him wrong next year that he doesn't. I agree with you, Dave. Thank you for the phone call. I'd say this. You know what sucks about it? And we talked about it yesterday, Abdallah, when we were uh, hosting the pre-pre-show. Pre-pre. Is that the Bears have lost 10 straight games to the Packers, 
And these have not been championship quality teams. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's understandable if it's Rodgers in his prime winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, we get it. The Bears can't win. Or Favre in his prime winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, the Bears suck. But these teams, this is theoretically a rebuilding Green Bay Packer team. And the, they t- took the Bears to town twice this season. Dude, this it was the, pathetic. This is a team that two weeks ago gave up 30 points and over 400 yards through the air, uh, or 400 yards total, to the Panthers. And you could only muster up nine points against them. Not even a touchdown. Like, this is ridiculous. You couldn't beat a team that gave up 30 points to the worst team in the NFL. And that's why I'm surprised that all of the conversation heading into this weekend was that Eberflus was safe. I mean, yeah. don't, don't the McCaskies weigh these Packers games more than other games? The Bears, yeah. once These again, looked, double. they didn't look prepared. No, no, last no, time. they didn't. And I think that. The second time this season against the Green Bay Packers, they weren't prepared with a crappy game plan. My, no, my reason for, for moving on from Eberflus has less to do with yesterday's game than more so bringing in a new quarterback. I don't think you can bring in a new quarterback and keep Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus has shown that he can turn around a defense. He, can, he developed a ton of players on that side of the ball. There's been some development from guys on the offensive side of the ball as well. Um, I think that he's. I think he's proven himself a decent manager of a football team. Um, I think that still in his year, in his second year, you can argue that they're still not a perfect football team by any means. But this is a defense. I mean, just look at they were, and I know that they were trying to be, but they were literally the worst defense in the year last their defense in the NFL last year, like literally thirty second. And now on DV, according to DVOA, they're they're eleventh in defense. They're seventeenth in defense, eleventh overall in weighted DVOA. So they went up an entire half of the NFL in defense. So to me, it's, it's less about what Matt Eberflus did with the team and more about bringing in a new head coach to work with a new quarterback. Black Abdallah on ESPN 1000, Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. Let's go to Brian in Gray's Lake. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brian? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's, What's up? up, man? Hey, uh... Just want to talk about, you know, hey, we, we need to restock the, the, the team here, right? We got holes to fill. What are the chances of trading that one pick, keeping Justin, trying to get an offensive coordinator who knows what he's doing, uh, bringing like a Frank Reich or somebody who can run an offense, see if, uh, if Justin can run that? Because I think if you put Justin up in, in uh, Green Bay, he's not any worse than, uh, you know, than, um, I'm sorry, trying to blank. Trade Jordan those Love. picks. Yeah, Jordan Love, thank you. Trade yeah. those, get those three first-rounders. Isn't Arch Manning coming out in two to three years if you have enough first-round draft capital to trade up and maybe take Arch Manning if, Peyton, if Justin's not the answer at that point? I hang out to listen, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks for the call, Brian. I'd say it's dangerous to uh, ride your hopes or franchise on a player who's still not even starting in college football <laughs> um, because Arch Manning hasn't played. Quinn Ewers yeah. was great this season. Mm-hmm. He's undecided on whether or not he's going to return to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would also say I don't agree anymore that Justin Fields is on the same level as Jordan Love. No. Jordan Love improved. Yeah, Jordan Love. He better. he struggled midway through this season, and guess what happened towards the end? He turned it on. Yeah, and he proved that he is a up and coming star at the quarterback position. Yeah. Is he great? I don't think he's great. To answer my own question, I don't think he's great. I think he's very good, yeah. and he makes good decisions with the football, and you saw it last night 
against the Chicago Bears. I want to see it again from both from both Love and Stroud. Like Stroud can be great. I'm not taking it away from him, but I want to see it for another year. Listen, I you said it uh, that Joe Burrow was a, a the best second best quarterback in the NFL before anybody else did. Yeah. I wanted to see it for another year, and he proved that he could be. So that's fine. I just want to see it again from these guys that come in their first year. Let's get the league another year of tape on them and see if they, they don't come back down to earth a little bit. I'm not saying they're not going to be great. They could be great. I'm just going to wait. I'm, in, I'm still in wait and see with both those guys. Chad and St. Charles, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chad? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I think that there's zero chance that Ryan Poles keeps the number one pick. He said he wants to build to the draft repeatedly, and it would almost be irresponsible not to trade it if you get a haul like you did last year. Mm-hmm. Even if they do trade down, which I hope they do, I want them to take Jaden Daniels. He holds on to the ball for less than three seconds. He's 6'4". He's probably going to run less than a 4'5", four, four, even though he, I know he's skinny, but I, I think that that would be a better choice with the money they save for that if T. Higgins doesn't get franchised go out and sign him at the ninth pick you could take a defensive player and i think they'll be way better off about that so that's all i really got to say thanks chef appreciate the phone call black abdal here on espn 1000 the espn chicago app we're taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776 it's bears night in chicago presented by miller light we're at fire bar and crystal lake at packed house getting ready to watch the national championship game Michigan and Washington. We'll get a little preview of that game, but also we're taking your phone calls on the Chicago Bears. Should they keep Eberflus? Is Justin Fields done in a Bears uniform? Are you one of the people, Adam Abdallah, putting up signs on way to Hellas Hall to convince management to bring Justin Fields back? No, that was not me. No, that was not you. Okay, That was not me, no. I would have had to take a train to another train. To then an Uber and then an Uber back. Can you to the believe train, that? And then through another train and then signage for train. a quarterback that threw 16 touchdowns yeah. in 13 games. Not for me. What are we doing as a city? Nah. That's how pathetic we are as a city in desperate need of a quarterback. Nah. Is that people are putting up signs to keep Justin Fields? No. Come on, he's a nice kid. We all hoped it would work out. It didn't work. He's just not good enough. It didn't work. Are you it's, a Bears fan or are you a Justin Fields fan? Which one? Well, it just it, it's just crazy. What are you doing? You're putting up signs? No, be a Bears fan. All right, 312-332-3776. We're at Fire Bar in Crystal Lake. It's Bears Night in Chicago, presented by Miller Lite. It's Black and Abdallah live from Fire Bar and Grill in Crystal Lake. Bears Night in Chicago, brought to you by Miller Lite, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app. National Championship game, you'll hear it in progress at 8 o'clock when we're finished up here at Fire Bar in Crystal Lake, presented by Miller Lite. It's Bears Night in Chicago. Lance Briggs will join us in about 30 minutes right here at Fire Bar in Crystal Lake. Abdallah, we're taking phone calls at 312-332-3776. We're moments away from the start of the National Championship game. Do you have a final prediction? You think uh, Michigan wins it tonight? I think Michigan wins a close game. Uh, I want to say, like, I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be like 35-31, something like that. All right, just to go oppo, they've found a way to win every game this season. I'm going to go Washington wins the national See, title. See, I'm trying to middle. I got a, I have Wash, I have Michigan winning it all from a future, the beginning of the season. I thought they were the best team in the country at the beginning of the season, so that's why I bet it, and now I'm trying to middle with Washington. I got them earlier today at plus six. So I'm going with Washington plus six, but Michigan to win the game. This place is packed. Yeah. We're at Fire Bar, oh, yeah. and people are ready to watch the national title game, and then we're also going to keep talking Bears football, and Lance Briggs will be here at 7 o'clock. 
here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776. Let's go to Rock in Addison. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rock? Hey, how you guys doing, man? I've been burning to say this for like three days already. See, we keep forgetting that Eberflus was a first-time head coach. Getsy is a first-time play caller. We've never given Justin any help whatsoever. He was all we had for the last two or three years. Now we're starting to get good and we want to get rid of him. It, it, it just, it's, it's so Chicago-like. I mean, why, why, we should have had Jim Caldwell at minimum as an a, a OC. You needed a guy that's, that's developed an uh, offense before to help get this kid to the next level. These are unique skills that nobody else has in the league with the exception of, like, Lamar Jackson. That's how rare he is. But now you want to go to, like, the new hot thing or whatever. You ain't guaranteed nothing with these rookie guys, man. Well, Rock, here's the disagreement that I have with that. Justin, why doesn't Justin – you're saying everything that Justin doesn't do is based on the head coach being a first-time head coach and an offensive coordinator being a first-time head uh, coordinator? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, you know that we needed to get this kid some help. Bringing in a guy that has never done it before to try and get a kid that has these unique skills together was not the best call. That's yeah, thanks for, thanks for the call, Rock. I, I'd say this, Abdallah, the, the one thing that I can't stick to and continuously going back to saying Justin will eventually figure it out is he's proven to this point he hasn't, Yeah. and he's not firing quick enough. You know, that's where if you watch the Texans on Saturday night, C.J. Stroud is far. If you watch Jordan Love yesterday, he's making quick decisions. He's yeah. getting the football out of his hand, and he's throwing it down the field. That's the stuff that Fields is not doing. He can make all the throws, and yes, Rock is right. He's super athletic. The problem is he doesn't fire in decision-making like the others who are excelling at the position, and that's the difference. And not that, That's why you have to do the due diligence on the quarterbacks coming out and find the guy. Who can do that? Yeah, you know what the difference is? And you, know you the swap them is? into this team, and this team, it works. The other difference is only only three of those teams, the Texans, the uh, Packers, and the Bears, only one of those teams has a top ten wide receiver in the NFL this year. It's the Bears. And only one of those teams isn't going to the playoffs, the Bears. Bears. Because those guys are doing something with literally nothing, with right. not top ten wide receivers. The Bears got him a top ten wide receiver. And, yeah, okay, they're playing well. But I can counter that and say that four of the teams that they beat uh, fired their coaches this year. I can't, I can't continue to watch Bears games where the quarterback is standing in quicksand doing nothing yeah. in the pocket. It's like, time to move on. He's athletic. He can do all that stuff. He's not doing it. Yeah. So explain that to me. Why is it not happening? I don't know. I think that it's, it's more that it's, um, it's, it's he's not. I thought he was playing better when he came out after the injury, right? After the injury and he was sitting for a month and he watched from the sideline, I feel like the ball was coming out faster. I feel like his processing was better. He was getting rid of the ball a little bit better, too, because of the, uh, the what he caught. The, uh, his footwork was a little bit better, and the offensive line was protecting him better as well. It was working well. But then for some reason, the last few games, since the Browns game on, it seems like he regressed a little bit. He took a few hits in that game, and it seems like ever since then, he regressed back to what he was that we saw at the beginning of the season the when Falcons they lost game, four games. The Falcons game, he made decisions. Yeah. One, two, three, out. He was throwing yeah, down the field. but that's not a good defense. No, okay, but he was still making the decisions yeah. quick enough. The mm-hmm. problem was when he faced against b- better defenses and defenses that could put a pass rush together, Green Bay, Minnesota, uh, Cleveland, he just 
freezes. Yeah. He, he stands there. He's like the deer in the headlights, mm-hmm. and nothing happens. And, yes, he's not throwing it away for interceptions, so I appreciate that he's taking care of the ball, and there's no interceptions in those situations. Yeah. But the sacks and the not throwing the football, I mean, yesterday he threw the football 16 times. 16 times. No. You scored nine points. No. 16 times. Not acceptable. It's terrible. Sherman, Chatham, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sherman? Hey, hey, guys. When you looked at the game last night, Justin Fields probably had two, two and a half seconds to throw the ball. So my point is this. There's not a receiver on the Bears that is creating separation beyond the line of scrimmage in less than three seconds. Half of them can't even do it when you give them four-plus seconds. The only one who can, which is, to your uh, uh, point, Abdallah, is D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore is the only receiver on the Bears that can create separation on probably 75 to 85% of his routes. Mooney was exposed. The speedster, the rookie that they drafted, has not caught a... Anytime you throw that kid the ball, he seemed like he's falling. He can't even catch a critical pass in a big game. Justin Fields had D.J. Moore, and that was it. And I heard all his talk last night and through the year. They got the number one rush defense. That's because of Justin Fields. It's not because of Roshan or or, or, or the other guy who they're going to probably cut because he's making more money than Roshan, the rookie. Justin Fields and D.J. Moore were all the Bears had in terms of skill position players. Thanks for the call, Sherman. Appreciate it. That's fair. I think that I think that you need to rework a lot of these positions. I think that you do need to, you know, add another running back late in the draft. I think that you need to uh, get it. I mean, priority for me on the offense is is get a a true uh, number one wide receiver to help out DJ Moore. You've seen it more and more. I don't think you're going to be able to just pay T Higgins. I think your your better option is to get one through the draft. Pay for positions elsewhere on the offensive line and defensive line and at the safety position because you're going to get rid of DJ of uh, Eddie Jackson. I think that you draft a wide receiver in the first round, Roma Dunze, who should, who's playing tonight in the national championship game. You've got Malik Neighbors, who was putting up great numbers uh, earlier this year for LSU. I don't think they're going to have a shot at Marvin Harrison Jr. because I think they're, gonna, they're probably going to trade down and draft a quarterback or use that number one pick on a, on a quarterback at one. But, yeah, there's, there, there's still a lot more holes on this team before you start considering yourself a playoff contender. You need to upgrade three positions in offense. Center, mm-hmm. wide receiver, the second wide receiver spot, and quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. You and need quor- to upgrade well, all three. Well, quarterback, you need to upgrade all three. Quarterback should count as like two or three positions. Well, you like got to upgrade like, all three. Yeah. Defensively, I see three spots. You need another defensive tackle. You obviously need another defensive edge rusher because who knows with Yannick Ngakwe, will he be back next year? He was on a one-year deal. He got injured yeah. halfway through. I don't know. And then obviously, Yonke. Eddie Jackson. Yeah. you got to find another safety. Eddie's got to go. I'm He's sorry. Last, last night when he came flying in past the play, didn't even make contact. Like, what, what, what's going on there? I you, might have, I so, might have so wanted need, Eddie Jackson to need, work out more than Justin Fields. <laughs> you need to upgrade three spots on each side of the ball, offense and defense. Absolutely. Heading into this offseason, most importantly, the quarterback position, because I think this team is ready to win. Yeah. You find a quarterback, and boom, this is a playoff team next season. Blake and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Take your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Bears Night in Chicago. We're presented by Miller Lite. We're at Fire Bar and Grill in Crystal Lake. Hanging out with you, talking football on ESPN 1000. 
It's Black and Abdallah live from Fire Bar and Grill in Crystal Lake. Bears Night in Chicago. Brought to you by Miller Lite. ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah. Bears Night in Chicago presented by Miller Lite at Fire Bar in Crystal Lake. If you're on hold, we will get you on the air at 312-332-3776. Lance Briggs, former Bears great linebacker, yeah. is here yeah. in person. Let's give it up for Lance Briggs. Right. Uh, Lance, what happened yesterday? <laughs> uh, we stunk it up. We stunk it up. Um, yeah, they did. It was disappointing. You know, uh, you know, the, it, was, uh, it, it left a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth, you know, yeah. after, after seeing them progress so much. And, you know, they were, it, it was just one of those deals. And, you know, they're the, from the defensive side, they have the the number one rush defense in the NFL, so you never you, you weren't gonna you didn't foresee you know Aaron Jones being able to to uh, you know just gash him the way that he did. Um, and the, the crazy thing about it is, you know, in my opinion, as bad as they played defensively, they still held them under twenty points, which which to me is enough to win games. Yeah, I think so. I think in the mo- in the modern NFL, if you can hold a team to under twenty points, you should be able to come away with a win yeah in that, that, that exposes the offense yeah mm-hmm. and the issues that they had offensively yesterday which many of your teams you you saw that same exact thing play yeah. out where you guys were kicking ass on, on your side of the ball yeah but then you know who jonathan quinn's back there at quarterback oh, or you know just random grab bag of Bears quarterbacks quinn. throughout the history <laughs> right and, and nothing so what i said to adam when we started the show is it, it to me Justin Fields yesterday looked like he was in quicksand. And he had no time, but there was no solutions to get out of whatever was happening to the offense. And we can place blame on the offensive line, but he also wasn't making quick decisions. And that's something that, unfortunately, this team's ready to win. You can't have that from the quarterback position going forward because on the other side of the ball, Jordan Love was making all of the decisions quickly and getting the football out of his hands, and the Packers were moving the football along. Well, I'll, I'll say this: the, the, one of the bigger differences between uh, Jordan Love getting that ball out fast and um, um, and Justin Fields, there were a couple times where they would show us the quarterback view, you know. And me and Alex were looking at the TV and we're like, "There's nobody open," you know. Like he's you know, before we got the quarterback view, we're we're saying, you know, you got to get the ball out. And then you get to the quarterback view. I, mean, I think sometimes that will help a lot of people understand what's going on out there. And we're looking and we're like, whoa, there's nobody open. They, they had the they replay in real time. It was the one where um, I yeah. think Nate Davis got, like, bulldozed. Yeah. He, like, it was like a secondary rush. Yeah. And then he just had a free go at Fields. And Fields just like, right. crumbled in the pocket. Yeah. You're right, because it was above him. And yeah. he, there was nothing. There was nothing there. You know, and I don't think it was that way every time, but – a lot of the, the times that we saw, there was nothing there for him to go to. So, you know, it's the the problems I think uh, offensively, uh, and 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 of course Justin does bear some of that responsibility. But you know, we have to get stronger up front. We have to. We have to pay those guys up front. We haven't done it in the past. We have an opportunity now to to really uh, um, um, pay and draft the top, the elite that can come up there and they can protect uh, our quarterback. And we can also have the ability to go get the, the uh, some playmakers to help uh, to, to put some weapons around Justin so that we can be a force on offense. I think on the flip side, too, you look at, you know, what 
when the Bears were on defense and they were, the Packers and Jordan Love, guys were open with no one around them no. for five to ten yards. Yes. Like, it just looked like they were scheming guys and the floor was scheming guys open. That wasn't Jordan Love fitting uh, throws into tight windows. They were wide open. Yeah, they and were I, wide open. The, the sad part about that is that, uh, you know, in a lot of those, they were in a cover two shell and they were manipulating the, the underneath coverage. You know, they were running routes that, that, uh, that we see all the time. You know, um, we have names for them. You know, we call them we call it a fire pass, or we call it Viking, the Viking route, you know, and you'll get that uh, that shallow crosser coming from the uh, from the left side, which means that they're clearing it out to hold your 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 curl player. They want to hold your curl player so they get that dig. That was what was most uh, uh, disappointing. That dig route was coming wide open all yeah. day long. That means that you have your underneath coverage is getting manipulated. You have to you have to you have to number one have to be an alert for it. Then you didn't you didn't know it's coming. They should know it's coming. Then you have to be able to play it. And there was there were there were a few times where uh, one time in particular that uh, uh, Kyler Gordon was out of position. He was out of position. They had drove and they had a clear out route and they had a dig coming in. And Ty- Kyler Gordon got too wide. They ran the dig. And he was wide open. Um, those are things they have to shore up. This is a young defense, young players in this defense, and they're only gonna they'll get better. Yeah. They'll get better. Our pass rush wasn't there either. Um, but I think uh, in year two and year three, those are plays where uh, uh, Kyler Gordon or, or T.J. Edwards, they'll be in position to make that play. You know, it was a 10th straight game. The Bears lost to the Packers. It, it is inconceivable. Sucks. Yeah, right. And, and you are someone who lived this. We're just the fans hoping that the team figures it out. But, like, I, it's crazy to me in what I've said multi, I said yesterday on the pre-pre-show, and I said it earlier tonight. Like, it's not like these Green Bay teams that you've lost 10 in a row to are Super Bowl caliber teams. Mm. Like, this is the end of Aaron Rodgers with this group, and they, they kind of ha- were at odds towards the end. This team is supposed to be a rebuilding Packers squad. You know, this isn't Favre in his prime or Aaron in his prime when you were facing off against him, right? Like, no, 10 in a row against this group <clears throat> is just wild to me. Or at this point, it looks like they're passing the baton right now over yeah. to Jordan Love. But, uh, it is. But, yeah, no, it's – well, it, it, it feels like um, it's, you know, when you have a, a, an undefeated boxer and then he takes that first that first loss, you know, and, and gets knocked out. And, and now, you know, in the in the rematch, it's it's against an undefeated guy. You know, it's like in the back of his head, you know, that, that chin, you know, yeah. that right around, around round seven, around eight, that chin's going to get exposed again. Yeah. You know, it's in your mind. And uh, I, I hear Floyd Mather's. Floyd Mayweather said all the time, he's like, listen, guys that have taken a, a loss, you know, they think about that. They think about that, that it, it's in your head. You know I mean? Guys that have never lost, it's never in your head. You're not worried about it. And I think right now, the Bears, there's, there's, it's a, I think it's a mental thing. And they, it, I think it's the most important game in two games next year for the Bears, regardless of their record. They have to beat the Packers, I think, to get over the hump. Yeah, well, you're building so much momentum, yeah, right? You yeah. beat the Lions. You beat the Vikings. Yeah. You won a few games here. You did lose to Cleveland. But after that game, I mean, you won there you was know, momentum. Four, you won four out of five games yeah. going into this game. There was a lot of, especially after the, the way that they beat the Falcons. Yeah. And you're like, all right, they can go. with This is this defense. Like, yeah, they beat the Vikings, and there were two backup quarterbacks against the Vikings and the Packers last week. You're like, okay, I was like, this is a bad defense. Like, you right. can. You could, Justin Fields and DJ Moore should be able to take advantage of this defense, and they couldn't do anything. Well, think about how both games played out. The first game, 
in the third quarter, it was just all Green Bay into yeah. the fourth. There was no back and forth. Yesterday, there was no back. It was just Green Bay controlled the entire there game. There were only 13 yeah. possessions the entire game. I could yeah. see a case being made. If it was 35-34, back and forth, ah, oh, you lose a close one at yes. the end. Right. But, like, you didn't even have an opportunity last night. And that's what's disappointing is that yeah. they're beating you, and they just control. Everything and you thought momentum would be there after the uh, the fumble recovery, yeah, the right? You're like, recovery. all right, fumble recovery, score yeah. here. This is nothing. great, and then three and out, nothing. The, the the thing to me too, you know, you look at I, I, you look at at Aaron Jones, and I'm watching him. You know, him and Clue Herbert, I think they're they're very similar in size. Yeah, you know, I think they're about four yard, four pounds off. I think Clue's maybe a little heavier, but uh, but Aaron would run downhill. You know, and, and he'd run through arm tackles or he would lean for another two or one or two yards, you know, and, and, and make positive yards for his team. You know, and Khalil, which was disappointing, man, he, you know, he'd get to the line of scrimmage running high. Get, somebody would grab him, just sling him back. Yeah. I'm like, man, come on. Like, you got to run a lot harder than that. Yeah. You know, you got to run harder than that to be effective, and especially in a game like this. You shouldn't have one guy that's just grabbing you and slinging you back, and you have Aaron Jones just running through the same type of tackles. Well, it's like that meme where it's the little dog, it's Aaron Jones against the rest of the NFL, yeah. and then he's all muscular against the Bears. Like, for some reason, you said it to me earlier, he's an all-pro when he faces the Bears. He's an MVP uh, candidate. If, if Aaron Jones the faces, faces the Bears 17 games, he'd I mean, be an MVP. It's like Marshall Falk in his prime. Ooh, that's, that's scary. And that's what he looks like against uh, the Chicago Bears. All right, Lance Briggs is here for the next hour. Black and Abdallah, it's Bears Night in Chicago. We're presented by Miller Lite. We're at Fire Bar and Crystal Lake hanging out on ESPN 1000. Yep.